Welcome to Intro to Toxicity, your high school sex ed class, where the curriculum offers students little to no information about consensuality with an emphasis only on abstinence. Now, the focus of this class is only on heterosexual sex because only straight people can have sex. And if people tell you otherwise, they're incorrect and they need to take this class. We have also a built-in five-hour lab where we scare you with images of STDs. Oh, oh, teacher, teacher. Will we be touching on the female pleasures during sex in class? Oh, no, 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 you got it all wrong. This class only focuses on the needs of the men. Now, we don't talk about women's pleasure here. That, 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 that doesn't exist. Oh. Okay, y'all, now make sure you complete your reading on the 10 steps on pleasuring men and only men. Just kidding, y'all. We just want to poke fun at our high school sex ed curriculum. Yeah, sorry to give y'all some bad flashback. But in this episode, we'll be joined by the ladies from the Suck It Up podcast in discussing about the sex education curriculum or the lack of it and how it has impacted students. Also, we want to put in a contact warning here because in this episode, we'll be touching on topics that may be triggering to some folks such as rape culture and sexual assault. Yes, we want to make this space as safe as possible so if you're uncomfortable with any of these topics it is totally okay to click off we hope y'all enjoyed this episode and we also did another episode on the suck it up podcast where we'll be discussing about the modern minority myth and its impact on queer students so make sure you check out their episode after hours So we are back with another collab from an empowering, inspiring, and stunning females of the Suck It Up podcast. Um, Suck It Up podcast is a podcast that seeks to amplify the voices of Hmong women. So do you guys want to introduce yourself, your pronouns, and where you're from? Hi, my name is Blossom. I go by she, her, hers, and I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi, my name is Nari. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota as well. My name is Micey, go by she, her, hers, and I'm also from St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi, I'm Naomi. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota as well. It's really nice having y'all with us. And today's topic can be very touchy or triggering because we'll be talking about sex ed. So feel free to answer as comfortable as you want to be. So the first question that we have for you for y'all to answer is since we are all southeast asians do y'all ever had the sex talk with your family if so what was it like if you didn't how has that impacted you and did you think culture played a huge role in your developmental stage of life i never really had like that traditional like bees and birds Mm -hmm. talk like oh this is what happens Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they were always like oh like always be careful and like use protection Make sure it's the right person. Mm-hmm. They told you um, that. They did not tell me <laughs> none of that. Wait, but like, like I think like they told you that. Like, in what type of conversation? Like, just like normally, or was it like let's sit down and talk about it? It was kind of normally. Like, it kind of just like transitioned into it. Uh, 
like watch a sex scene um, on a TV show and like, hey, um, <laughs> really? So we need to show you that this is what you should just do. <laughs> I think it's just because my family is a little more progressive. Mm-hmm. Girl, I did not learn nothing. My parents didn't say nothing. Okay, I think they assume, like they like assume that as we grow older, we just find out on our own or like we're learning at school or something. Um, because when, when I was younger, they never brought it up, but as, like, I entered high school, like, they would talk about it as if you already know about it, but they never, uh, my aunt, okay, so my aunt is a, a nurse practitioner in high schools, mm-hmm. and so she talking to us, like, just randomly, and making sure that we were using protection or taking, like, those precautions, but never, like, explicitly saying sex. Yeah, I don't know about the sex talk, though. I guess I kind of, it was common sense for me. But my mom, she was always a little more, like, personal with me, saying, like, you know, oh, don't give yourself away. Yeah, she was, like, saying, oh, if you feel like you're ready, you know, just use protection and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But she wouldn't encourage me. She would not encourage me to have sex with me. (laughs) Right. So I wasn't really affected by sex any, like, in that aspect mm. okay so for me um my mom has like she has talked to me about it she was like if you are gonna have sex then make sure that you're being smart and safe about it mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. for my grandma my grandma always talks to me about it <laughs> she's always like don't give your body away um you don't want to do that mm-hmm. all this stuff yeah i really hate the term or the wording of don't give your yeah. body away Yes. Like, like as like, if it's something I, you're like, losing. Yeah, because I feel like right. that, like, although I didn't have the sex talk, but the idea of it was, like, mainly pointing or mainly making the point of don't give your body away, which impacted my view of myself and, like, the type of relationships I get in with people or friendships I make. So, like, naturally, I'm a very huggy, touchy person. So to them, that's very giving your body away so in my head i'm like wait mm-hmm. i can't be friendly with people because we know in asian culture we don't like to do the hugging the touching the holding hands or whatever not the premarital right. hand holding I, oh my god i'm so <laughs> simple but yeah i just like we're struggling with if this is right or wrong as simple as a simple hug right i think for right. me it was also kind of hard too because of the mm-hmm. being queer but like my parent they word sex never like comes up, never mm. comes out of their mouth like that's not something that we talk about like i don't think we ever got to a point in our relationship where like we can just sit down and talk mm-hmm. about it that's just doesn't exist within my family and so like we don't even just talk about heteros yeah. like that doesn't even exist so never mind Queer even gay. like you know talking mm-hmm. about gay sex um they don't even know what that is they're like what that? the fuck is that that's like a whole <laughs> nother <know>. planet <laughs> and that's the type of stuff i have to kind of like explore myself that kind of leads to the next question which is like did your school offer you sexual education? Um, and if so, how was that like? And if not, where did you kind of obtain those information from? We all went to the same uh, elementary. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we all had the same sex ed education. And I don't know, I feel like for me, I pretty much knew almost everything that they taught us. How, girl? Because so I, I was just like, learning this is old sex. news. <laughs> I remember asking one question during class and then that was about it. I don't remember anything else or like the specific point where I learned what sex was. I feel like I just grew up and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. 
I remember talking to an eighth grader and he was giving me like, he was just saying to me, oh, you're going to learn sex ed in eighth grade. And then was eighth grade hit and I was waiting for the sex ed talk because I was like, oh, what's sex? I had no idea what sex was. Because like, in my head, I thought it was just hugging, like <laughs> severe hugging. Yeah. And then just I mean, severe <laughs> hugging. <laughs> but then when eighth grade hit, we didn't get that at all. So I assumed that they cut off sex ed from the curriculum and they never taught us that. So I had no idea what sex ed was. And then when high school hit, nothing about sex, nothing about condom. Up until I met Jared, who taught me, oh, here's a condom. <laughs> Beanie condoms? I'm like, oh, condoms. And then I went to all these um, queer spaces that give out, com- give out condoms and talk about sex yeah, that talk about sex or we have pamphlets discussing about sex. So that's where I had a more healthier version of what sex was. But before that, it was just guys in my classroom talking about sex and like what they call sex was sports. Because in yeah, it was yeah. it was called sports, and my naive innocent yeah. self didn't know what sports was and didn't <laughs> want to ask. See, for me, um, yeah, I feel like the only exposure that I really had to like sex where like the guy talking about mm-hmm. you know them watching porn and I didn't uh, yeah same lasagna I didn't even know what like porn even mm-hmm. means so like and but the way they were talking about it was also kind of like very belittling mm-hmm. I think like you know hearing them talk about oh I, I want to do this and I was like I, okay like why like you know what it you saying it in such like a negative way mm-hmm. um and then for me I'm just like I don't I'm not interested in girls, <laughs> what the hell do we do? Like, you know, do we do the same thing? Like, I don't, so that was different. Um, and I didn't really get any, like, exposure to actual sexual education until, like, high school when I started working with an LGBT organization that really gave me, like, workshop on, like, you know, what mm-hmm. it means to, you know, have consensual yeah. sex, what it means to have a healthy, you know, communicate mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff and that type of things that we, we didn't yeah. talk about that. Um, the only thing that I really remember from high school, my freshman year, we had this one lady came you in did? for. Yeah, I remember she, she came in, but she talked about it. Happen. She talked about sex in way in a way that was like very like I don't know like oh you shouldn't do it oh. you know you're gonna get pregnant you're you're gonna do you're gonna face all this type mm-hmm. of things right because she also touched on like rape culture and that mm-hmm. type of stuff but then like she never mentioned consensuality. No. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, how can you talk about rape culture when you don't even mention consensuality mm-hmm. and asking questions mm-hmm. and, you know, making sure. At least they talked about rape culture. Um, really? We only talked about, um, like, what is it? Catching STIs and using protection. Oh, and yes. I remember playing like, what is it like this game? And it's like, oh, whoever has like this card, right? And it was a specific STI, they would catch it. And it's like, oh, you have to be careful of this person or else you'll catch it too. See, so like stigmatizing and so, like, it. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like, yeah, That's it was just like, why would you make a game it. out of this? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just like really weird because then like all the guys would be making fun of the girls, even though it was just a game. So I was like, this is getting That's interesting weird. because for us, we had like testing day where like all the boys were like, we're going to go get tested today. It was like a big thing where like everyone was like, 
Yeah, yeah. everyone was like excited and yeah. stuff. I That's like cool. it because they like offered candy <laughs> or something. So all the dudes were like, and all the like oh. everyone was like, we're gonna go get tested, and then they would come back and they're just like, yeah, did you did you get tested today? Robot, you know, it's so, like people talked about getting tested, but I feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. outside of that, no one really talked about that. Like it was just that one day, and then other than that, like tomorrow, it's like nothing mm-hmm. happened. But I don't think there's n- enough talk on a healthier way to view. Or come about of consent, rape culture, birth control, and even um, yep. STIs and STDs. Because like yeah, like I feel like we're so scared of STDs and it's STIs. But like I feel like because that we have that fear, we don't have the acknowledgement and education to go about it. It's, and then that leads us to like sex is bad, sex is bad. Either I get pregnant or I get a disease or something like that. Yeah, and the the, the thing is, it's like. Um, all they, when we think of sex ed, is thinking of like putting a condom on something, right? That's all they teach us. It's like, okay, that's the bare minimum that you can do of like sex ed- sexual education. And like, they don't even teach us what else and is like, you know, part of sexual activity. It's not just yes, putting... Yes, exactly. Yeah, they teach mm-hmm. abstinence. can be an um, option, yeah. but should not be constantly reinforced. Because it isn't the only option. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like... It's not the only option. Because I, I feel like... Um, Maybe it's going in too deep into this, but I feel like there is not talking about the intimacy of sex, yeah. how sex can be. Um, it's not, it's something for you to choose when you're ready. It's not because, oh, I had to wait until marriage. If you want to wait until marriage, that's good for you. Yeah. Or if you have, if you want to mm-hmm. do it with somebody you love now, that's fine as long as here's the ways to be safe. And like when you do it, here's of, um, here how you can go about it. Here's a safe way, mm-hmm. safe yeah. words. Make sure you do foreplay. Make mm-hmm. sure this is the girl's anatomy. She needs to be like this yeah, before like, you do something. What to like, do or like how to do. Like what sex yeah. consists of. It's not just putting and a then, condom on and then sticking yeah. something into something else. Because that like, shit would hurt. a lot more, yeah. the intimacy. Because I hear um, so many stories of girls saying they bleed right after. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, what? I don't know if that's a thing or not. And that's just alarming because that can be very traumatic to somebody's first time of like, oh, maybe I don't want to do this again because I'll get hurt because both sides of the party aren't fully educated of what should happen when it comes to this intimate moment. Also, I feel like another form of like sexual education, you see it in, like back to what Sanya was saying about like sports, like yeah. the word for porn or whatever, that's another thing. It's like when people you don't get the resources that you get mm-hmm. in school, like safe resources you get in school, people are going to turn to other resources. And then start thinking that girls can like, like pornography, for example. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and so that becomes like their yeah. expectation of what sex is. Mm-hmm. And like, if you think about it, it's like our body, our minds, our muscles, like our brain, we unconsciously mimic what we see on screen or what we kind of like think is good. So like, you know, when we're looking at someone who's dancing, like, you know, we want to mimic those type of action because we think it's good. So with pornography, like, I feel like porn is kind of like, I don't know, it's been tailored and marketed and been packaged for men. Right. Right. And it's like, yeah. And I'm not saying that women, you know, don't watch porn or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think Mm -hmm. business as a whole, the marketing has been pushed for men. Because why Mm -hmm. people so much? Right. And so when... When That's true. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And so when guys watch these type of video or like people watch these type of video, there's like this subtle but also unsubtle like dehumanization mm-hmm. of women that you see in these type of video from the title to the video itself. It's like you see men 
imposing dominance over them, imposing mm-hmm. control over them, making them feel like they're less than that mm-hmm. they're the sexual object, that they're there to please yep. the men, right? Mm-hmm. And so when yep. the guy is in that state of arousal, you're programming your brain in a way to think that, oh, this feeling of pleasure, me feeling this good feeling is connected and being tied to the dehumanization mm-hmm. of women, being like, you know, making women feel like they're the mm-hmm. certain way, right? And so that, gonna, of course, is going to impact the way you go about your intimate relationship with other people. And especially guys who watch, like, sex, like, pornography, like, every day or very often, you know, your body is going to become numb to it. It's going to become numb to what they're mm-hmm. seeing. And so since your body is already associating pleasure with, you know, belittling women, you're going to mm-hmm. seek another level go of... Go to the extreme um, of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. another violence, another level of violence, another level of... Um, brutality because that's what you're associating mm-hmm. pleasure with and then that feeding into the rape culture that we see feeding to mm-hmm. the sexual assault that we see in today's society and then people have the audacity to be like oh men will be no, men like fuck no that idea. no this is what happened right. when school doesn't give us you know reliable resources mm-hmm. this is what happens when you um when you know you don't have these type of resources and people are turning to pornography um pornography as a source of education right because and then thinking that that's what sex is like but it's Mm -hmm. not like these people are actors these people are being paid to feel act like they're liking what they're being imposed on them but it's not this is like don't be shocked (laughs) (laughs) true 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 right and 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 it's also to note that like sex workers too like some people choose to be part of the sex industry mm-hmm. and it's not just because like yeah or some people don't oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. like that's something you have to point out yeah 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 because mm-hmm. yeah. i feel like the porn industry itself is like and very, very feel- messy like there's a yeah. lot of things yeah and toxic. toxic like there's a lot of things that like they don't monitor and like you don't know if it's like real yeah right? so like with the like the video like you know the next level video that people exactly. go to like you know that's yeah. rape porn exists that they're gonna go mm-hmm. watch that rape porn thinking that's what sex or is like, like gang bang and shit um, like when that. it's mm-hmm. not so like we can't be like oh men it's gonna be men or whatever like this is what happened when you don't give sexual education this is what happened when you literally show step by step of mm-hmm. literally step by step of how mm-hmm. to belittle dehumanize mm-hmm. like women um mm-hmm. and i feel like that's something that our education system don't even mm-hmm. talk about it. It's like, um, you know, yeah, not having sexual education is one thing. Not even talking about sex is one thing. But that domino effect that it yeah. creates on women, on people, that's something that um, our education system needs to kind of mm-hmm. realize. It's not just us talking about sex, but what kind of effect it has on people going forward. Because I feel mm-hmm. like that, just seeing from a female perspective, it, I guess I'm... I, for me, I would be taught to say that my body doesn't matter as long as it's giving pleasure and giving satisfaction yeah. to the person I'm with. And if that person is a man, is that person is a man and they finish, good for them. If I don't finish, that doesn't matter. Which then leads me to this article that we found, and mm-hmm. it, according according to uh, Psychology Today, <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> psychology Today. There's a study conducted examining about 800 college students and only 39% of women compared to 91% of men, repeat, 91% of men said that they usually or always experience orgasm in partner sex. So what do y'all think about this orgasm gap? Why do you think this exists in the first place and what do you think contributed to that effect? 
Because men don't try. <laughs> they think it's too hard, it's too long. Also, like, when are they ever taught? Like, I don't know, besides maybe porn, like, when are you ever taught how to pleasure a, um, a woman's body, you know? Mm-hmm. But even porn doesn't right. really yeah. teach so, like, that, they're, though. They're, they're not getting that type that's of information. Even not, we like, don't, even girls don't know themselves exactly. either, either way. And that's what, we like, don't know our own female mm-hmm. body. That's yeah. true. And so, like, boys early on, way early on, learn about masturbation, masturbation, whether it be by themselves or, like, through their friends or whatever. They learn about masturbation and they know what they like and they know what, like, gets them off. But, like, females or girls, like, you don't know shit. And you aren't taught mm-hmm. that in school, especially, like, oh, girl touching herself. Like, never, never mm-hmm. to be taught in school. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, how can how do we expect boys to know when we also like don't even know because like we're never taught that you know and i don't know mm-hmm. i just think it's also like and that it's so stigmatized. yeah and it is yeah. so stigmatized because like you hear right. a girl masturbating like it's not normal but like a guy jacking or it's fetishized yeah. yeah it's like that okay well he's just being a boy like he's just you know i feel like it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about how men only want pleasure for themselves and that's because obviously sex ed they're not taught to realize that the woman body has their own needs too Mm -hmm. Uh and so it's just like oh like yeah the women are there and you just basically put a stick in a hole and then boom you're done yeah it's true it's true it's true true, but yeah that's basically it like that's how women are treated like oh you see a hole in the ground you put a stick in and you know because men can ejaculate from um piv sex or like oral sex but there's a lot of mm-hmm. dudes out there who will not go down on girls and it's just like why are you how do you expect that because to one yeah you didn't need shave two right. you stink three you're on your period like i feel like we just mm-hmm. aren't taught anything about female period sex or body that if just has a domino effect of our own mental and our own mental health and our perspective of who we are as people because I feel like for me it's like always your job is to please your partner which can lead up to lack of self-care for our own bodies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So how do you think like societies? Um, perspective and concept of virginity impacts kind of the, the way you explore yourself like mentally but also kind of physically as well like were there any personal fears from going into like you know exploring your body and stuff like that okay so for me i'm scared of the pain or like mm-hmm. just thinking about it scares me mm-hmm. so well, why does I, it scare mm-hmm. you i guess like the pain tight. or like <laughs> what will happen <laughs> i I hate <laughs> I support your queen, yes. Yeah, I feel like I'm just scared of the pain, honestly. Or like like scared of getting pregnant. I don't know, like the chances. But um girls have like I guess more bodies or whatever than guys. They're seen as like a hoe or like um mm-hmm. they get thrown around, whatever. But when guys have more bodies than girls, they're seen as like I don't know, like a king or whatever. Like they're oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're being- I didn't even know what bodies so were. So I guess that kind of... Junior, sophomore year. I was like, why everybody say... Why do they want to know I only got one body? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, what do you I mean? Was like, bodies? I was like, body? Like, y'all mean killing? You like, what y'all mean killing? <laughs> 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 right, I'm like, who y'all kill? What the fuck? 
I feel like I'm not really affected by the word virginity, whether or not, oh, like I lost it. I think with that, especially when it comes to society, we have a lot to learn about sex education, but we also have a lot to unlearn mm-hmm. just because we mm-hmm. have like, you know, like the norms yeah. of like just yeah. sex in general, mm-hmm. basically what we've been talking about this whole time. It's like, oh, like somebody's sexual preferences, right? If someone likes to have sex with multiple people, that should be okay as well. Mm-hmm. And if someone would rather yeah. have sex with just one person at a time, that's okay too. And I feel like that's why so many women get mm-hmm. shunned for their sexual activities mm-hmm. is because like, oh, if she likes to have sex with more than one partner, that's her preferences. Like, it doesn't affect you. Why are you going to judge her for her sexual activities? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming from someone who I don't identify as a female, in a way, um, this construct of like virginity is kind of used as um, mm-hmm. a mean of control. No, okay. I don't know if that's yeah. a, yeah. a strong no, that, word yeah, that makes to say. Sense. Yeah, a mean of control to put women in a place where um, yeah, they're then still you're not at the bottom, anymore. right? So, because if you're, yeah, you're not. Yes, pure, exactly you're that. Mm-hmm. So when women are being, you know, sexually active, you know, having sex with multiple guys and they're like oh you're not unpure you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that because the gender norms like you know so in a way it's kind of like virginity is kind of like this commodity that's the right word like Isn't something that, that like can be lost i don't know <laughs> right no bitch Wait, oh my gosh because there's like value because you know like commodity is like you know there's value that's co- according to like a specific product yeah. right so like virginity in a way is like you put you're putting value <laughs> on women, right? So like women become this commodity where like oh if you lose something you lose your value you lose like you know yeah. you lose like your, a like sexual object your standing and in I society think that also plays in roles on men's preference of like oh I just prefer to have sexual intercourse with virgin uh, virgins like okay yeah, that's or like I really prefer that but it shouldn't be fetishized yeah as a yeah. surprise or a trophy. And then right. shame them. Like, once after a woman lose their virginity, and then all of a sudden, like, they start having sex with um, multiple people, they're seen as a hoe because it's like, oh, weren't you shunning her for losing her virginity, but now you want to have sex right. with her? Yeah. Like, make it make mm-hmm. sense, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like virginity, the definition of it, I feel like in society, it's like dick and yeah. vagina. Once the dick goes into vagina, yeah. then you lose your virginity, right? right? So that is like exclusively heteronormative. Literally focus on the straight female and male, like penetrative sex, but then it doesn't, it excludes and invalidate the sex, uh, you no know, LGBTQ sexual activity. It excludes lesbian and right. gay and sex. We don't like, learn you don't about talk that. about that. Like virginity is kind of like a. More. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We need that. Like, I only just learned that you can get like you can reach like guys can reach an orgasm anally yes they can and then like that's why Mm -hmm. some dudes are like like, they're very scared (laughs) that if they do that that means that they're like queer or something so then they're like they won't let like girls touch their asshole but of course yes but the thing is i feel like for uh men or just how i see it is that they have to have sex in a considered manly way mm-hmm. and that is yeah. taking away mm-hmm. of anal for them or like it, things that would pleasure them mm-hmm. specifically talking about um uh, men who are shamed 
or people who are ashamed that like who likes anal for men it's like this word anal is applied to being gay mm-hmm. and being gay is also applied mm-hmm. to being feminine yeah. being feminine is not being masculine yeah. it just brings me back to like the stis like getting tested so many people are scared of getting tested and i think it's like like going back to having a healthy conversation like learning sex ed healthily it's so important to learn about literally the biological components of sex that's why so many people get sick like later on it affects the way that they are mentally and physically because mm-hmm. it's like oh you like you regret not getting tested and then now it, you're like it's coming back to bite you in the ass you know mm-hmm. and just because you get tested doesn't mean you should be shunned or judged just because oh you came positive it's a good yeah, thing you like, know. you're getting yeah. treated for it now you know mm-hmm. exactly yeah. and that's just, education and so that's why, is always good yeah, i feel like it yeah it does sound scary like to everyone it sounds scary but it's something that needs to be done especially when you're sexually active you know mm-hmm. Even if you're not sexually active, like just like in the future, like it's good. Just like like yeah, just to know. Also, like if you're scared, um, the good thing is to bring a friend or like you have someone who Mm -hmm. go like do like a testing day between y'all. So Mm -hmm. like the first time I got tested was with Sonya. She came along with me because I was like afraid. (laughs) So that's like you know bringing friends along can really help you. And then I want to bring that Mm -hmm. the idea of being afraid back to like. Asian culture or like our lack of ability of being comfortable talking to our parents about wanting to be on birth control or wanting to get tested because for me Mm. I did all that shit in secrecy I did everything in secrecy which is being which is so weird because all of this steps are work for me to be safe regardless if I'm having sexual intercourse or not all these choices for Mm -hmm. me is to make sure my body is safe so why is it that I'm so yeah. uncomfortable in talking to you about this situation? It's because you have mm-hmm. been taught that this idea of birth control will lead you to have sex. Or this idea of uh, STIs and STDs is something that you shouldn't be talked about because it's just something in our culture that we don't really have a name for it or a, a healthy idea of it. But I also think it because you guys, y'all are females, you know, I think like talking to your parents about these type of things is even more scarier because of the way our culture has been built up. It's like, you're supposed to see us pure. You're seen as this good person, right? And when you're doing something that's not, or you're just doing something that kind of impacts that purity of yourself, then you don't want to be seen as less than by your parent because they're the one who is the one who's, you know, gave birth to you and you don't want to be seen as that. And also yeah. I feel like in the bone culture, like at least, like I'm not saying this is with everyone, but a lot of people, mm-hmm. when you get pregnant, abortion isn't a choice and preg- when you get pregnant you get pregnant Same, and that yeah. also means you got to marry the person whoever got you pregnant like yeah it's not mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's just not only do you now have a child but you now got a husband and like you it's just yeah. it changes your life completely <laughs> with me i did not tell my parents when i was on birth control and um like just the other day mm-hmm. i heard my mom talking to my sister about it and saying like oh, like, if you, you're you on birth control, like, you need to tell me, like, you need to know, like, so that I know um, and stuff. But it's just, like, wh- how do you tell your parents or, like, try to, like, have that conversation with them when you don't have any, like, emotional mm-hmm. connection or any just, like, on that level? Like, it's just weird to just, like, randomly be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm on birth control or whatever, right? Yeah, so it's just, sure. like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But I think... It should also be known that, like, birth control isn't always 
you know, for birth control. Like, yeah. it could be used for your period, yeah. like, either, like, stopping it or, you know, period Acne. symptoms. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like whenever some girl says that she's on birth control, it's like, what? You know what my, like my doctor said to me the other day? Mm-hmm. She was like, are you on birth control right now? And I was like, no. And then, because um, I was there for my college physical checkup, right? And she was like, well, do you want to mm. be on birth control? And I'm like, no, I don't want to be on birth control right now, right? And so she was like, oh, when do you go back to school? And I was like, oh, September. And she was like, okay, well, you can come back then and let me know if you change your mind. Which is like, yeah, I get it. But then, like, also, or, or for other people, there might be no one asking, like, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah. Or, like, do you, need, do you want to uh-huh. take these precautions? Um, and I feel like then they don't know. Because some people don't even know what birth control is if you're not taught in school. Also, okay, question then. Um... Do you did you ever have the did you ever have the sex talk with your doctor <laughs> or like did you ever like get any sexual education from your doctor? No, nope. because I checked I... no with the heart. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But don't you think because like someone checks no, then maybe you should provide those I type think of they should still. resources yeah, they should. to them mm-hmm. so that they when do. they're doing they it, they're being it safe. Yeah, I think that's just something on the medical and educational field on just constantly to enforce a healthy viewpoint. Mm-hmm. But the, the, I yeah. feel like, um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like do- the doctors think that you learn yeah, these types so of things in school. You. So mm-hmm. then they don't tell you. So then it becomes System, a like a circle, yeah. cycle again. Yeah. Wait, wow. do you think doctors yes. have any sort of input or idea of a of what queer sex is and how they can help on making that like getting tested very easy and getting all this information very uh, easier to make it more um, inclusive rather than heteronormative sex? Oh my God! Yes, hmm. do definitely. There's always ways to improve. Um, Personally, from my experience, I didn't have a sex mm-hmm. talk, queer sex talk, with or any type of sex talk with my doctor until recently when I went to get checked up for my um, my physical mm-hmm. and stuff for college. My doctor saw, you know, the box because, like, they ask, um, you know, what are your sexuality or whatever, right? Which, like, you know, you should. Um, and my doctor saw, like, you know, my box being checked as gay. And then she was like, oh, my God, okay. So then she started telling me all about this stuff and like that's asking good. me all these questions and that was like the first time that I was ever exposed that's to good. it. And that was recent, recent. Yeah, she gave me a whole lecture about like, you know, having protected sex because I answered one of the questions a certain way that she didn't fit her <laughs> standards. So she was like, gave me a whole lecture about like, you know, me being protected. And then she ordered a whole like six tube of blood because she wanted to check everything out because she was like, oh I don't trust you. I mean, at least she was being safe right. for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you eat a cookie right after. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, in terms of like queer like sexual education, I didn't get a lot of those until like when I was in like my organization. Mm-hmm. And that's when I like start learning more about queer sex. Um, I remember the first time I did something with a guy, I was, oh my god, I was so scared for my life. Because I was like, what did I just get myself into? I remember walking with Sonia, and I was telling her how afraid I was. Like, I was so scared. I was like, what did I just do? All this stuff. Like, I just did something that I shouldn't even do. Like, all that. It was like, I was like going mm-hmm. through it. And then Sonia's like, you, 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 you. I think, yeah, I... Because I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I think because you yeah. don't talk about it. So and when I did know what, the what's first right, time, what's it was wrong. like, 
stuff like that. Yeah, I mm -hmm. when I did it for the first time, I was like, I don't know if this is something I'm supposed to do. I don't know if I did it wrong. I don't know if I like you know, you know, I lose my impurity or whatever. Like, um, yeah. But now I'm like all in for like you know inclusive sex education, mm -hmm. consensuality. I'm like that person in school where like you know. <laughs> People come to me yeah, for problems, um, like literally, because I make it clear to people, and especially in class and to my friends, like, hey, if you ever need anything at all, like any resources, because you don't, you, get you don't get those stuff, you don't get those stuff at school. So if you like, and I work with like queer organization, and they always have those mm -hmm. resources on hand. So I'm like, if you ever need anything, like you know, I'm not gonna judge you. Like I don't, I can give, I don't care. Like I can give two <laughs> fuck about this. Like it's not my life. Um, yeah, so they would come to me for like condoms for anything. I feel like with like personal fears, um, I don't know. I guess just going off of what Darren was also saying, like this can be like just me or like many other people who experience this. But like thinking that you're like like you don't know what you're doing or you're doing something right or wrong, and then not expressing that and just like leaving it at that, so you never even learn. And like I feel like a lot of yeah. guys or like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of guys expect girls to like know what to do, and then at the same yeah. time expect them to be pure and virgins. So it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, how are you? Yeah. How do you expect me to like suck a dick mm -hmm. real good if you expect me to also just sit in my room and study? You know. <laughs> so it's like it's I don't true, understand. Like, yeah. And I think like going off of that, it's super important to figure out your pleasure i mean yeah. i'm not encouraging or discouraging yeah. yep. masturbation mm -hmm. or i'll know, say it, anything, but i mean like i encourage it. Yeah. too like yes like please explore yourself then you'll realize yeah. that you don't use no man yeah, use your you toys because no <laughs> it's not it's like i feel like that's that topic of female masturbation again needs to be more normalized as if mm -hmm. it's male masturbation because i feel like with female mm -hmm. masturbation that is like the one step of getting rid of this virgin purity concept of yourself and more replacing it as in this is for myself i'm doing for no not not for mm -hmm. no man not not for partner this is just for me so then when you do cross into sexual intercourse it becomes more of an intimate moment for you to enjoy because now you know mm -hmm. what you like and when it hurts when it doesn't hurt and that's just a more safer way in going about things because when you come out of that experience instead of feeling regret that you did it because you're so used of this virgin concept to now being like oh i don't regret it this is something for myself my personal experience mm -hmm. this is for me not for mm -hmm. someone else yeah and being able to express all of that to your partner mm -hmm. and your partner being able to handle that yeah, they and don't like leave. you know no. change upon it educate and then right and leave yeah. So. yeah get that bag get that head <laughs> okay i was gonna say speaking of like exploring yourself not necessarily like masturbation in that aspect but i feel like growing up as obviously a teenage girl mm -hmm. being objectified obviously affects one's mental and physical state mm -hmm. because I feel like mm -hmm. growing up for me so obviously um having period at a very early age I developed um but boobs, right? I had period the same time as you girl and you know <laughs> no, okay. I don't got okay genetics okay genetics but people would point out like oh my god you're like so squishy 
or like are those are your boobs fake or real and mind you we were in fifth grade yeah we were in fifth grade yeah and but they weren't like coconuts okay they were just like a little you know (laughs) they were just like you know because nobody else had boobs so we were all like yeah so i was just like oh like why am i being pointed out for like my boobs like i don't understand why i'm like i feel kind of weird around people now like i have to wear bras now i have to wear Mm -hmm. shirts that fit over Mm -hmm. my chest and it's just like i should not feel Mm -hmm. this way just because Mm -hmm. i'm a girl like it's normal it's normal please Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I never and wear then, bras. And then, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Itty bitty community. Okay, must be nice. <laughs> I, but like, you always want what you can't have. Because bitch, I wish I had some boobs, you know? <laughs> so, for the last and final question, what type of advice do you want to give to the listeners out there? My advice is to really educate yourself. Like, if you don't know something, ask a friend or maybe even your doctor. But make sure the sources are correct and it's not just like wiki. You need to mind your business because anybody else's, like, other people's sex life isn't your business and, like, your sex life isn't other people's business. So, you know, just do you. And also, um, like, personally, from my experience or whatever take your time because like you don't have to rush yourself um consent yes consent yes like to everything like oh no i don't want oral sex or no i don't want you to do that that hurts or it doesn't you know give me any pleasure get tested go see your doctors do what you have to do do not be ashamed do not be scared because at the end of the day like we said it's for you it's not for anyone else it's for your own safety your own health yeah and if you are doing it with someone make sure you communicate with your partner like you know what do you like what position you want to do stuff in like you know make it normalized like this is your pleasure and this is your too it's not just somebody else's experience it's yours set boundaries set safe words like if you don't like anything say that say that you don't like it because at the end of the day this you have to remember this is your experience too and it's not just a one-sided experience well thank you guys for joining us today we really appreciate it we had i had an amazing time talking about this i think this conversation is leave and leave i'm tired of you okay bye (laughs) um Yeah, but I think this conversation is very, like, you know, vital and very important to talk about and really normalize. So thank you for coming here and talking about that. Um, So do you want to kind of plug in your Suck It Up podcast, where they can find you and talk a little bit more about, you know, your business? Well, thank you for having us. It was really fun to be able to talk about this conversation with you guys. I'm really glad that we were able to talk about this. Our socials are all Suck It Up Podcast. Our platforms where you can listen on are Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, YouTube. Guys, period. We also recorded a episode on their podcast as well on the model minority myth and its impact on queer students so make sure you go and listen to that as well yes um yeah thank you guys for listening and we'll see you round of class see you last word bye, bye.